Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. If you are taking notes and you want a title for our thought and our message and our chat today, it would simply be this. Don't waste your pandemic. Don't waste your pandemic. And Kath and I just want to share a few thoughts around that today. Like I said, uh, we're here to share some thoughts that hopefully will settle you, bring peace and bring some direction as we navigate this crazy, crazy season that we're in. And so if you're into taking notes, uh, write that as you're heading. And, And here's the first thought that Kath and I have had when it comes to us not wasting our pandemic. Don't be the eight-year-old version of me and waste your time worried and panicked in this time. But let's be a people that, number one, stay connected. It's good. This is a season of change for us. Um, And getting together and staying connected has been made a little bit more difficult because of this virus that we don't want to see spread. But I say that to say this, that doesn't mean that we can't stay connected. Good. It does and it will and it must look different in this season. Yeah. Yeah. But we can indeed stay connected. Yeah. Yes. And as a church and a pastoral team, we're doing our best to stay connected. And we want you as a church to work with us. In Acts chapter 2, verse 42, it's a powerful portion of Scripture because it highlights not only the actions, but the attitude of the early church. In verse 42 of Acts chapter 2, it says, they devoted themselves. And if you're into underlining your Bibles or just highlighting it on your device there, underline or highlight, they devoted themselves. In other words, it's something they, they committed themselves to doing. It wasn't something they waited to be imposed upon them. It wasn't that, that was something they were waiting to be told to do. It wasn't something they were forced to do. It's something that they willingly did for themselves because yeah. they saw the value of it. They yes. devoted themselves to many things, to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, to prayer, to giving, to gathering together. Yeah. Yeah. They devoted themselves. This is a game changer. Yeah. When we, the church, can take the initiative. And we are the church. The church was never a building. Buildings are handy to help us gather together. But that building is never the church. We are the church. And wherever we are, we are the church. In actual fact, I get nervous when people come to me and say, uh, we are looking for a community. We are looking for community. Now, don't get me wrong. I appreciate the sentiment of what that statement is trying to say. Because who doesn't want community? We were created and born for community. Mm. I understand the sentiment behind it. But there is a misnomer to that statement. You see, community is never found. Community is not something that is found. It's something that is built. Good, good. It's something that's intentional. It's something that we have to go after. It's something that we have to give ourselves to. It's something that we have to devote ourselves to. The community that was formed in the early church is because they were a devoted people. And in this season, if we're going to stay connected in a time where we're being asked to isolate, we need to be intentional about our connection because community is never found. Community is always built. In actual fact, 
if community is found, then it's just as easily lost. Yeah. And we need to be a people that work hard and diligent in our connecting over this time. So as I've already mentioned, we're trying our best as a church to help in this area, but we're asking you as a church to work yeah. with us, not fight us, but work with us and be like the early church. Let's devote ourselves yeah. yep. to staying connected at this time. There's some practical things that we can do. I'm going to ask yep. Kath if you'd share some of those things. That'd be fantastic. Sure. Well, one of those practical things you're experiencing right now, and that is church online. So we've gone online. We're streaming right into your lounge room. But again, what we're wanting our heart as a church and in building communities, while there's social distancing, we really want to have solid connection. And so what we've done is we've asked people to host viewing parties. So you don't have to just watch church online by yourself, but you can gather as community and support and love and encourage one another. So what do you need to do? Well, you know what? Start inviting your family and your friends, those who maybe are disconnected at this time to your viewing party. If you're watching and you think, actually, I'd love to host a viewing party. Can I encourage you with what Susanna said at the beginning uh, this morning, that you can ring the office during the week. We would love to help set you up so that you can host a viewing party. And I'm encouraging you, just invite people in your world. We're hearing wonderful stories of people who are just feeling displaced, not sure where they're at. And they've got church friends who are saying to them, hey, come to my house, come and have a coffee. Let's watch church. They may never step into this building in the past, but they'll come into a home and experience not only a great message, but also the love of community. What we're wanting to do also as a church is regularly keep you updated, letting you know as we've joked about in a sense, but things are changing constantly. And so we're emailing you, we're using social media. So if we don't have your details, if you haven't forwarded them to us, again, ring the office during the week, 8262 We would love to keep you on our, I know the phone number. Um, we would love to keep you informed of everything that's happening. And you know, one of the easiest ways in a sense for us to do that is our church app. So again, if you haven't downloaded the church app, do that now. If you don't know how to unload the church app, well, if you're in a viewing party, someone there I'm sure can help you. And if you're not in a viewing party, you're at home, again, ring us in the office. Come on in. We would love to be able to help you because it's one of the ways in which we can communicate with you. Our staff are committed to praying for you. They're committed to calling you, to doing what we can. If you've got a prayer or praise report, then again, on that app, it's the greatest way that you can fill it in. You can send it. It comes to us here, Care at Victory Church. And we would just love to be able to pray for you and your family, uphold your needs, assist you in any way we can. And I also wanna encourage you, do, as long as us as pastors are doing that for you, would you do it for one another? Don't just uh, try and find the community, but let's build the community together. Can I also just say too, I think uh, it's an incredible opportunity for us to use social media really, really well. I'm always conflicted when it comes to social media. People say, do you like social media? I say yes and no. There's a lot of good that comes from social media and there's a lot of bad. I think we have an opportunity, church, to redeem social media in this time. What better way to stay connected through sharing encouraging thoughts and yeah. stories and yeah. messages at yeah. this time and why not hashtag my viewing party is better than your viewing party I don't know get creative whatever the case may be but we'd love to see what's going on in your viewing party right now so please yeah. share the love and uh, let's make the most of social media at this time to help us all stay connected That's great good secondly uh, not only should we stay connected 
But in this season, we need to stand in faith. We need to stand in faith. You know, Abraham is the father of our faith. And it says of Abraham that he was able to face the fact that his body was as good as dead. And yet he did not waver through unbelief concerning the promises of God. For he was fully persuaded that God had the power to do that which he had promised. Isn't that an incredible thought? That's what faith is. It's having confidence that God will be true to His Word. Faith is simply believing God. It's believing that what He said is true over and above all the circumstances, over and above all the situations that we face. And right now we need a church to rise up and not panic, but to stand firm in our faith. For what better witness is there than us acting differently than others right now. And that difference gives us an opportunity to share the love of Jesus as we stand in faith. In James chapter 1, verses 1, it says this, that James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations, greetings, greetings, everyone. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith. You might want to underline that, the testing of your faith. It produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature, complete and not lacking anything. Good. James spoke about the testing of our faith and there's nothing like a pandemic to test our faith. You know, we can't explain a lot of things that are going on in the world today. But James did talk about a testing and a testing of our faith. And what I know to be true about the testing of our faith is the testing of our faith does a couple of things. It firstly shows us and secondly, it grows us. You see, it shows us where we're at. How we respond shows us where we're at and what we believe. And so this is a moment for us to take a stock take. And if we're finding ourselves panicked and fearful as much as anybody else, maybe we just need to do a little bit of homework. Maybe we need to do a a, a little bit of uh, work on ourselves to understand that actually maybe we're not where we thought we were. And we can do that without bringing condemnation, without beating yourself up. This is not a time to beat ourselves up. This is a time for us to get close to God. And the fear that we feel at times And God's goodness, they don't mix. And God wants to replace our fear with His goodness at this time. And so it shows us where we're at, but it also, it grows us. James says that it brings maturity. It'll make us complete so that we're not lacking anything. I think if I was to ask you all at home, who wants to be mature, complete and not lacking anything? I think we'd all say yes to that. And God says, well, I've got a plan. I've got a pathway. I got a pathway to all those things and, and it's the testing of our faith. Wow. And I've been through a few trials and testings in my lifetime. We as a church have. I think only back to a few years ago when we faced uh, an incredibly tough year in 2016. But I remember at the end of 2016, looking back over that year and all the things that we faced mm. from near-death experiences to the loss of loved ones to cancer scares to all kinds of crazy things that we experienced that year. But I remember on the last day of that year, with tears in my eyes, thanking God for His goodness, because I knew like I knew like I knew, I was not the same person anymore. I'd grown through it. I was bigger and I was better. Mm, 
my wife was bigger and better and I probably shouldn't say she was bigger she doesn't like that no woman likes being told they're bigger but spiritually speaking spiritually speaking she was definitely enlarged and I know it's true for our family and it was certainly true for our church Mm. at that time Mm. the testing of our faith don't panic church it will show you and it will grow you you know there's a passage of scripture that I've probably heard more than any other at this particular time and it's simply this that God didn't give us a spirit of fear but of love, power, yes. and a sound mind. And I believe that to be true with all of my heart. Amen. But I think sometimes we can use Scripture as a, a bit of a lucky charm or a rabbit's foot, hoping that if we quote it, uh, all our problems will go away. But if you read this Scripture, it actually says God didn't give you a spirit of fear, which mm. doesn't mean you don't have one. It just simply means that God didn't give it to you. Yes, yes. And so this is a time where we just need to get real. If we're afraid... That would be very understandable. And so to you who are feeling a little bit fearful right now, don't pull out your lucky charm. Don't pull out your Scripture as a rabbit's foot. Let's get real. Good. Let's get honest. Let's yeah. get open. Yeah. And when it comes to dealing with that fear that God didn't give us but is very much there, I would simply say, let's just admit it. If you're on a pathway to overcoming your fears this morning, I would just say simply admit it. Mm. Yeah. Let's get honest. Just, just admit it. God can do incredible things with our honesty. So just admit, let's humble ourselves and say, I'm feeling afraid. And and then we might need to not only admit it, but just identify it. Because people can be afraid for different reasons. Mm. I I know our 13-year-old came to me quite upset because she was afraid of the fact that her brother, Mitchell, who was in New Zealand, might not be able to come home. And so we had to identify where her fear was. And it was in this area. But for others, it's going to be financial fear. Whatever the area is, we need to admit it. We need to identify it. And once we've identified it, I would say, just then we need to come to Jesus mm. and just lay it at His feet and, and not hold on to it. We weren't designed to hold on to those fears. We weren't designed to hold on to those worries. We yes. were designed by God to lay them down at His feet. Yes. There's an invitation from Jesus even today that if you're tired, wearied, panicked, afraid, come to Him. Mm. All you who are weary, come to Him and you'll find rest, you'll find hope, You'll find joy. Yes. You'll find peace yes. at His feet. Great. And then lastly, I would simply say, then replace it. Mm. One of my favourite passages of Scripture is this, hold on to the good. And there's lots of good out there right now, good. church. Yes. There's lots of good things that are taking place right now. Mm. And we can replace our fear with some of the great things mm. that God is doing. Some of the great things that are happening around us right now. Yeah. So come on, God didn't give us a spirit of fear. So let's live in the reality of His it's love, true. power and a sound mind. It's true. Hey church, you know, one of the greatest ways for us to replace the fear is to keep up the basics. Often in times of stress, in times of worry, in times of busyness, we just let the basics slip. And you know, we often say, oh, I'm too busy to pray, or I'm too busy to do this, or I'm too worried to pray, or I'm too worried to do this. And we're just going to say, church, it's not the time you're actually too busy not to pray. You're too worried not to pray. You're too full of fear not to pray. So keep up the basics. Turn the television off. I know we need to stay in touch with what's happening. We want to be abreast of all the announcements, but we don't need to have that television running and all that negative stuff feeding our families 24-7. You can watch one news service, but you know, don't give up the basics. One, pray. And don't just pray by yourself. Gather your family. Bring them around. Speak life. They're in... You 
you have to understand your kids are in the playground and the whole conversation is about this COVID-19 virus. And we need to give our kids different language. We need to be able to pray with them together here, get into their worlds and find out what's happening. So don't forget the basics. Don't forget to pray. Keep reading your Word. Again, it's our foundation. It's what we're built on. We don't know what's in us until we're tested and what's in us comes out. And we need to fill ourselves with God's Word. So make sure you're reading that in the time where you're generally watching sunrise. Again, read your Word, fill yourself up. There's great devotionals out there. And one of the things we do as a family is we're all on a family devotional plan. So we're reading the same thing, writing our notes, getting to see what God is saying to each and every one of us. It's a great way, again, of building community. It's a great way of standing in faith, knowing where other people are at in their faith journey. So don't let the basics slip, church. Yeah, and to that, I would just add, to keep up our giving at this time. Church, it's not a time to retreat. There are still bills to be paid. There's a mission to be fulfilled. And it's going to take a financial commitment from the church. So let's continue our giving. And there'll be opportunities to know how you can do that. Uh, as we heard earlier on. And so stay partnering with us financially. That'd be really appreciated at this time. Thirdly, uh, I would say that we need to uh, support one another. Support one another. We need to look for opportunities to help those in need at this time. And there is a lot of need out there. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 13, it says, You, my brothers and sisters, that's us. You are called to be free. We're free in Christ Jesus. Make no mistake. But Paul goes on to say, but do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Right now, with all the panic that is out there, with all the fear that is out there, with all the uncertainty that is out there, we can be part of the problem or we can be part of the solution. We can go to the shops and be as angry as everyone else. We can push people out the way and grab as many toilet rolls as we want, or we can act like Christians. We can actually act in a different spirit. And there's some very practical things that we can do at this point in time. And we as a church want you to engage in supporting one another at this time. Absolutely. You know, often people say they struggle in sharing their faith, you know, are looking for opportunities. In church, we've got to say there are opportunities all around us right now. And sharing your faith doesn't necessarily mean you've got to sit down, break out the Bible with your neighbour. Sharing your faith can simply going across the street, knocking on the door, asking them, hey, is there anything we can do for you. Hey, how is your pantry going? Is there anything that possibly is in my pantry that could help you? Especially looking for those who are older or maybe uh, at more of a disadvantage than we are, to show some kindness, to make them a meal, to be able to just say, hey, in, in making that meal and taking it over or mowing their lawns or just helping them where they're fearing and where they're worried, then you get opportunity when they say, what is it about you that you can say, hey, you can talk to them about God and why you're different and why you don't have fear. So check on your neighbours. It's as simple, churches. Be kind. Just be gracious. You know, I, we watched the Prime Minister when he did a press conference say, to those of you who are hoarding, stop it. 
And we said, guys, let's just not enter into that. I understand. I've been to the shops every day. I've been down those same aisles that are empty. And I've done the right thing in not uh, hoarding or stockpiling. And you find yourself, you find that fear rising up because you think, I didn't. I did the right thing and I feel like I'm being penalised because it's not there for me. But you know what? Be kind. Just remember everyone else is in the same position. And I've got an opportunity. Whereas if I'm seeing something, I can help people. I can look. So don't hoard. Be kind. Prefer others. If you're going to grab that last little piece on the shelf and you see someone else going for it, maybe suggest that they have it. Because we're trusting that in doing that, it's an opportunity for us. And just start to be gracious to people. You know what? As much as you're fearful, as much as maybe you're concerned and worrying, so is the rest of the world. And so if the service you receive is a little bit off, if this, you know, the checkout chick or the guy down the road, wherever you're interacting with people, if they're a little bit rude or harsh, just think of it from their perspective. We've got to understand that we've never been in this way before. People don't know how to act. They're not sure. They're concerned. So just extend grace. Our Prime Minister has never been in this situation before. Our church leaders have never been in this situation before. World leaders have never been in this situation. I, you, have never been in this situation before. Let's extend grace to one another. That's a great point. Uh, i got to be honest with you, uh, when I was at Bible college, I don't ever remember doing a session on how to handle a pandemic. Uh, we, we've not been here before. As Kath has already mentioned, our government has not been here before. But I've got to say, for, for a government that's never been here before, I think they are doing a great job. And uh, i got to admit, when uh, our Prime Minister uh, sat there so calmly and strongly, said that hoarding, stop it. It's ridiculous and it's un-Australian. I, I just thought that was absolutely brilliant. So come on, church, let, let's heed that advice. Yeah. Let's be kind. Let's extend grace in this season. And just uh, practically speaking, I want to encourage you to support local business. Yes. We, we, can, we, can, we can temper the panic by supporting local business. I know we have to keep our distances. I know things have changed, but it doesn't mean we have to hide ourselves away. This is an opportunity to support local business. Great. And uh, again, whoever your favourites are out there, you might have a favourite cafe, support it. You may have a favourite restaurant, support it. Mm. Uh, I, I love, and we love as a family, going to Faster Pasta at Mawson Lakes, uh, which is owned by our good friend Foddy. And so a quick shout out to him. Uh, I'm probably taking a few we'll liberties here, but uh, do the same. Wherever it is, whatever it is for yeah, you, uh, I think of Zito's Cafe led by Rob. I know these guys are doing it tough in this season. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, let, let's be kind, let's yeah. be gracious and let's support local business at this time. And also, uh, as Kath mentioned earlier, we need to be praying for one another. Yeah. We need to be seriously praying for one another, one another at this time. And uh, I think right now would be a great time to do just that, yeah. to put into practice what we're actually talking about, and, and that is to pray. And uh, one thing we love to do as a family when we pray together, we, we hold hands. Uh, I don't know if that's weird for you. I don't know if that's unusual. And I know in this social distancing, that may be a little uh, unethical. But, but if you can, uh, why don't you grab someone's hand right now? We're just going to pray together as a church. Father, we just thank, thank you, you that you're a God who's in control. Yes, yes. That nothing takes you by surprise. Mm. You are over all and you are in all. Yes, it's true, Lord. And you have a plan for every season. Mm. And we surrender to that plan today. Mm. 
And we should uphold precious people right across this city, this nation and the globe that are experiencing a fear like they never have before and uncertainty like they never have before. And we just pray that your peace, your love, your care would reach them at this time. We pray, dear God, that the church would arise like she never has before and truly not waste this pandemic, but make the most of every opportunity. And so for our families, brothers, sisters, mums and dads, for the elderly, we just uphold them to you right now. And we pray the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, would manifest into hearts and homes everywhere. May there be a season of revival, a shift from materialism to God. Yes, do it, Lord. We say do that in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. And everyone in all of the homes said amen. 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 Before we uh, move on to the next point, church, I just want to remind you, the Scripture that says, do unto others. We're talking about how do we support one another. Why don't you just do unto others as you'd want them to do to you. Let's support one another in this time. Brilliant. And fourth and finally, I think it's an incredible opportunity for us in this next season just to share the love of Jesus. Yeah. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, it says, But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared. Church, wherever you are, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have. And do it with gentleness and respect. I believe like never before, we have an opportunity to speak into people's lives the love of Jesus. And it's going to be made a little bit easier because they're going to be asking, why are you different? Why is there a peace? Why do you have a hope? And I think God is moving things behind the scenes to help with an area the church hasn't been that good at in more recent times. And that is sharing our faith, sharing the love of Jesus. And I want to say, church, with all my heart, let's not waste this pandemic. Let's not waste this season. Let's not waste this moment. But may churches everywhere be larger and fuller as a result of the love of Jesus Christ being shared at this time. And of course, it goes without saying, let's not get religious. Let's not be weird. This is not a season where we finger point people and tell them this is the judgment of God. This is not that time. This is a time where we model the love of Jesus. This is an opportunity for us to make an incredible difference at this time. You know, church, one of the greatest ways in which we can share the love of Jesus, just be an example. Just be different. You know, where people are being rude, where people aren't doing the right thing, do the right thing. We have to walk differently. We have to speak differently. We have to live differently. The the Bible says that let your light shine and a light shines amidst darkness. It's dark days out there, but we can shine by being different. Just yesterday when I was in the shops, just looking at the harassed checkout uh, assistant. So as I'm putting my stuff, I'm behind the green line, I'm waiting and I, I step forward when they call me forward. And my first thing was, how are you? Because, you know, normally they'll ask, how are you doing today? And I was like, how are you going? And just using your manners, saying, please. And just I just said to him, I'm, I appreciate the fact that you're working here today. I appreciate the fact that you've got a smile on your face. I appreciate the fact that you're helping make my day. I came in for 20 things. I've got three. But thank you 
for being here. And you just saw his countenance change, he's left and he said, no, thank you. And church, how to get opportunities to share your faith, be different set an example and then people will start to ask hey can you talk to me about what it is and why it is that you're so different it's fantastic uh, I would also add to that to get in people's shoes rather than get in their face and no one modelled that better than Jesus Christ himself who yeah. left the splendour of heaven crossed over came to planet earth and showed us what the Father was really like yeah. we have an opportunity this season not to get in their face but to get in their shoes. Right. And where you see fear, where you see panic, where you see anger, we have an opportunity to fuse that as we get in their shoes and understand actually behind the anger, behind the fear, behind the panic is a reason. Yes. And we have an opportunity to meet people where they're at Wonderful. in ways that we never have before. Wonderful. So let's not waste this moment, but let's share our faith. Let's speak the love of Jesus. Let's bring Jesus into our conversations and see lives turned around yeah. and lives come to Him. As we come toward the end of our time online with you all, I want to create an opportunity right here, right now, because there could be many out there listening and watching and you don't have that relationship. You don't have the confidence of the relationship that can be found only in Jesus Christ. And I want to create a moment to be able to give you that opportunity to receive Christ into your heart. If you've never done that, I want to create a moment right now. Maybe there are others who, like the prodigal son, you've walked away from God. Because of circumstances, situations, you just found yourself at a distance from Him. Well, you know what? He still loves you. Yes. He knows what you've been up to. He doesn't think less of you. He's madly and passionately in love with you. And He just wants you to come home. Yeah. And that's the point of the story of the prodigal son. He turned around, having come to his senses, and he came home to the Father. And so maybe you're watching online. You're a bit of a prodigal and your relationship with God is estranged. Or maybe this step of faith is, is new to you, but you're ready to make that step today. I would count it a privilege and honour just to say a prayer that you can join with me. It's a prayer that invites Jesus Christ into your life. And so everywhere in all our homes, let's just close our eyes for a moment and maybe we can repeat this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus I thank you for coming, thank you for coming and laying down your life, down your life for, me. for me. I ask you right now, I ask you right now to forgive me of my sins, me of my sins and receive me, and receive me as, your child. as your child. Jesus, I accept you, I accept you into, my life, into my life, into my heart, into my heart as, Lord as Lord and Saviour today, today. In Jesus' name. And everyone say Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au. 